All right. Thank you, everyone. I am so excited. My name is Amphan Akpan, the professor. I am an actual professor of accounting, and I am very excited with our guest. I have a CEO, Chief Executive Officer, uh, who who is here. First CEO I've had to come on the live stream, so so that is very impressive and exciting. Mr. Gael Gada, from who's the CEO of, of well, I'll let him tell you if if you mind introducing yourself. Yes, of course, and th thank you so much, Professor, for having me today. It is such a blessing, it's such a pleasure to be here today. And of course, I'm the founder and CEO of Mawuni, uh, which is a, an upcoming digital bank, uh, bringing to market what we are calling DeFi banking. And uh, CEO at this very time for us means Chief Everything Officer. So of course, I'm <laughs> Chief Everything Officer of Mawuni, uh, that digital bank that's coming to marketplace. That, that is great and that that is amazing and can you can you talk a little bit about maoni and DeFi? yes so that's a very good point probably i can start with DeFi and then chime into what maoni is what is DeFi? DeFi that is decentralized finance decentralized finance and the best way to picture decentralized finance is to think about finance uh, in general. So the financial services industry is a very centralized finance uh, industry where there is a middleman for almost everything. When you think about banking, what, what do banks do? They take your savings and use those savings to give loans or credit cards to people or businesses. So they are the middleman taking your savings and then using it you know, to give loans and credit cards to other people. What do investment firms do? They take your investment and use that money to invest in opportunity, be projects, businesses, and so forth and so forth. What do brokers brokers do? They are in between your money, your investment, and whatever investment you want to put that money in. So the financial services industry, as a general rule, is full of middlemen. And what decentralized finance is doing is calling all those middlemen out. It's, it's pretty much saying, well, now you use your own savings to invest in that company. You use your own savings to give that loan or that credit card to this or that person, that business. That's what decentralized finance is. Decentralized finance is, in other terms, finance without the middleman. Mm. Mm. So how, how did you get involved in, in DeFi and, 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 and what, what is the, the problem that you're looking to solve? That, that's good. That's, that's a very great question. Probably I can start with what's the problem we are looking to solve? And then I can tell later how did I get involved in this uh, whole uh, environment venture. The problem we are solving is pretty much simply access to credit, access to credit, the ability of people to get loans or credit cards in the banking system, access to credit. And in the US alone today, there are 100 million people who don't have access to credit. 
That means if you take two working adults, one of them cannot walk into a bank and get a loan or a credit card. That is what's happening today. That is the status quo today. Now, it doesn't mean all those 100 million people are bad at managing their money. The truth is, for half of those people, credit bureaus, Experian, and others were just not able to assign a credit score. They have no credit score, therefore they cannot get a loan at Chase Bank. Therefore, they cannot get a loan at Key Bank in the banking system, generally. And so that's where we come in to help we, we are building a digital bank to allow access to credit to all those 100 million people, regardless of their credit score and regardless of their income level. And how are we doing that? Of course, through DeFi banking. And the way it works is instead of being the traditional bank that takes your savings and use those savings to give loans or credit cards to people you don't know, but that they think are credit worthy, we go a different route. We instead, we don't take your savings. We instead allow you or be individual and businesses to save together. We allow individual and businesses to give loans and even credit cards to one another. And of course, we allow individuals and businesses to invest in one another. And that's a, a banking system without any middlemen where individual and businesses are doing all the financial transactions, savings, lending, or borrowing, and investing without any middlemen, straight in a P2P manner. And that is what we are building, a fully decentralized banking for everyone. So that's the problem that we are solving, and that's how we are solving it through DeFi banking. Well, would you consider your your target market to be high risk high risk in the sense that they don't have credit right so so there's no history not not saying in a bad sense because they don't have it but we don't know you don't there's no history so is 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 this considered risky that's a very good question and happy to uh, address that question and of course, I did. I did not answer uh, the, the other question, which is oh, how did yeah. I get involved? How did I get involved into all this, right? But right. let's start with this uh, question first, which is, who are we serving? Uh -huh. This is a digital bank for everyone and anyone. The other way to think about it, we, we can answer this question in two ways, or from two standpoints. The first one is those hundred million people who don't have access to credit. Who are there? Are they necessarily low-income individuals, all of them? Are they necessarily people who uh, are probably experiencing some financial hardship? No, not necessarily. The, the data are saying that most of the people who don't have a credit score are actually middle-income people, mm. middle-income individuals. And they are more high-income individuals that don't have a credit score than they are low-income individuals that don't have a credit score. Mm. Yes. So who are we serving? Everyone. Not only uh, low-income individuals, but every single one. Not only high-income individuals, but every single one. Because why? Because I, 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 everyone is impacted by this uh, 
by this issue. Wow. I know you're going to answer that other question, but I, I just wanted to follow up. Why high-income individuals? I can give you an example, and probably sure. that, that leads into the other question, which is how do we get started with this, right? Yeah. Let me take my own example. I'm immigrating in the U.S., right? I came into the U.S. a few years ago, right? And every single immigrant in the U.S., and they are 45 million first-generation uh, first immigrant in the U.S. today. And every single one of them in their first three years, in their first five years, they didn't have a good credit score. Not because they are bad at managing their money, but because they don't have a credit history in the US. So automatically in their first three years, they don't have a credit score at all, or if they happen to have a credit score, it has to be a low credit score because they don't have a credit history. One of the one of the criteria of deciding or computing a credit score includes uh, your credit history. So if you don't have a credit history in the U.S., you don't have a credit a good credit score automatically. That 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 happened to me in my first years in the U.S. And when I was getting my first car loan, that was a very high interest rate car uh, loan. Why? I had a good a good uh, a good job, a good pay but I was fairly new in the country, didn't have enough credit history. Mm. So automatically my credit score was low. And so automatically you have a small credit score, a low credit score, you have a high interest loan if you happen to, to find one. And that was that, that was a problem, uh, that an issue that many of my people in my community were facing. I myself faced it. Many people that I know uh, faced it. And it's not only a problem that I or people from my community are facing. Every single immigrant in the U.S. is facing the same problem, at least in their first years in the U.S. If you are 20 years old or in your, in your early 20s, you are also probably facing the same issue because you haven't built your credit history yet. So it's not a problem just for high-income individuals or low-income individuals. It's a problem affecting anyone. And that's the very problem that drove me to get on this journey. And we, we didn't start this journey, you know, building a DeFi a neo bank. We actually started it uh, building a credit union. Okay. A credit union. For what reason? To solve the issue, we said, well, if because we are immigrants. Uh, we have to face that issue and get high interest on every single loan. We better have our own institution and you know, serve ourselves a, a better way. That's how all this started. And through various iterations, changing business model to adapt to the, the very need of the market. That's why, that's how slowly and steadily we finally arrived at this DeFi banking model. That that's very interesting. So the other question, it seems that you know, we, we hear a lot about crypto. We we hear you know the DeFi, the social finance, the DAO. It it seems very I'll just say it seems very complicated. So is, is that a challenge that you think you'll face? So it seems like the market is there. So you have these individuals, but how many of them will look to go to DeFi or how many of them would know what DeFi is? Yeah, 
That's a very good question. And I, I'll probably say something that will be a little uh, out of the box here. And that thing is, actually DeFi has been the very first type of finance in the world ever. DeFi has been the very first type of finance in the world. Why do I say that? When you think about it, in the old days where banks were not around, how do we get loans? Or how did we uh, borrow money? It was from friends and family. Mm -hmm. So that was borrowing without any middlemen. We're borrowing directly from each other. Mm -hmm. And what is DeFi? DeFi is finance without the middleman. You get a loan from someone directly instead of going through the bank. Because what the bank does, it takes your money, keeps it, and they use that money to give a loan to someone else. <clears throat> now you are getting a loan directly from the person. Or now you are giving a loan directly to the person. That <clears throat> is DeFi at the core. Now it happens that Currently, there's a pretty interesting technology that we are calling uh, blockchain and everything that goes around blockchain that makes it even easier. That is all. Otherwise, DeFi has always been around and will always be around. And it's all about, it's all friends and family lending at the end of the day. The technology to make it easy, better in this modern time is what we are calling blockchain. So it's nothing very new to the world. It's been around forever. But how we want to do it right now is what we are calling, uh, is through the blockchain technology. And in with Maoni, the way we are planning to, uh, to serve the market is to make this easy to use, very easy to use, so people don't even feel uh, the difference between just clicking on an app that is on their phone and using blockchain. So people don't even see the difference between I use my app, download the app, send money to someone and using blockchain. They don't even know the, the, the underlying technology that is, uh, that is operating the platform. That's the type of uh, platform we are building for people, for the money, yeah. Well, I have a question because um, on Wednesday I had a, he's a uh, musical artist from Zimbabwe, Indigo Saint. Um, and he released a song, which is an NFT. And the, the NFT, so, so you're able to buy parts of the, the, the song in the US, he's in Zimbabwe. He's able to get, you know, receive through crypto and, and things money from this. And he's not in the United States. So my question is, is this global or is this only in the United States? Could I say, well, I wanna lend someone money in Nigeria or, or uh, you know, Kenya or somewhere else or even vice versa? How does it work in that way? That's a very good question. So blockchain technology uh, can allow those cross-border transactions, a bit lending transaction, tra money transfer transaction, and you name it. That's the very proper of blockchain technology. That's the, the, the bread and butter of blockchain technology. 
But however, Maoni, the way we are proceeding, the way we are getting to market is by first launching the US market. That's what we are launching first. And after our headwind in the US market, then we are expanding internationally. Um, that's just the way we intend to uh, proceed. And because we are not fully, our platform is not fully run on a blockchain technology, on a blockchain, but we are first, uh, we are, a, a very big portion of our transaction is being run uh, through the, the regular Web2 platforms that everyone knows. Uh, so it's for that reason, it's for many other reasons that first and foremost, we are launching in the US making our headways in the U.S. market before expanding internationally. That is, in our case, in the case of Maoni. Well, I, b before I, I, I want to have one more question, I guess, on yeah. the, the, the model. I know with banking, they have loan loss reserves and, and things of that nature. So, I mean, is it possible? What if I take a loan and, and I just say, you know what, I'm not going to pay <laughs> what's gonna what 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 recourse? What's gonna happen? That, that's a very good question, uh, and that's the problem uh, of every single lending business, every single banking business, and that's even why banks are using the credit system uh, to find out who can be a better borrower. In our model, uh, just the way we are going about that, a non-reimbursement issue in case people take loans and don't want to reimburse. We are solving that underlying issue through three main ways. The first way is through what we call reimbursement features. And so those are features that work with the borrower to make it easy for the borrower to reimburse the loan. How do we come up with those features? We literally did hundreds of focus group and interviews to understand why people don't reimburse their loans when they take it. It's not necessarily that they don't just don't want to reimburse their loans. They have various reasons why they end up not reimbursing their loans. And so to every single one of those reasons, we came up with a feature to solve it. Those are what we are calling reimbursement features. Happy to get into the details of those reimbursement features later. The second way we are helping solve that underlying issue is by taking care of the collection in case a borrower defaults. What does that mean? That means, Professor, you give a loan to me, Gael, in case I don't reimburse your loan or I default on the loan, when it comes time for, for the payment and I don't pay you, Maoni will go after me to collect the money for you. You don't have to go through the hassle of going after your friends, your family members, or people you don't know to get your money back. We take care of that for you. And we do it through a digital process and through a human collection agency. Mm. And then we go even further than that by allowing borrowers to pledge any digital asset they have as collateral for the loan they are getting uh. from. So that means when I'm getting a loan from you, I can pledge a stock that I have, a bond that I have, a cryptocurrency that I have, or an NFT, NFT that I have as a collateral for the loan. In case I don't pay you back, the collateral will be transferred to you and even converted into cash for you. 
So no matter what, your money is safe through our platform. And last but not least, we are going even further by allowing people and ind individual businesses to convert their most common physical asset or real world assets, which is probably their car, their house, you name it, into a digital asset, an NFT, and then use that NFT as collateral for the loan they are getting from you. All that to make it easy for people to collateralize their loans and to make it easy for lender uh, for the lender to, to lend through our platform. It makes the platform safe for both the lender and the borrower. That, that's, that's interesting I, because I know banks have the right to offset. So if you have money in one account and you owe, they can offset if you don't pay. So you, you say you can have the collateral, but and, and you'll physically collect. That seems very labor intensive. I, I guess this question is, how are you going to make money? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I can probably uh, address the question of being labor intensive. No, it's all digital. Most of the things we are doing are very digital. So it's all online and it's all automated. So we don't actually come into play and you know, uh, move the needles around. But to your question, how do we make money? Very simply, four ways primarily we are making money. The platform is free for everyone and anyone. But there are some advanced features uh, that you will pay a premium subscription to use. So the first way we are making money is through that subscription uh, fee or those subscription fees. And that's only for premium features. But this digital bank is free for everyone to use every time and anytime. The second way is at the end of the day, we are a decentralized platform. That means we are not taking your savings and we are not giving you loans. What we are doing is allow people to give loans to one another, allow people to give credit cards to one another, invest in one another. And all we do, yes, and for all those transactions, we make sure it runs smoothly. And we only take a small percentage as commission on those transactions. That means you give a loan to someone, we'll probably take about 1% commission on that loan. And when you, when you charge interest, on that loan that you are giving to the person. When it comes to interest payment time, we take a small cut of that interest payment as well. Mm. So that's how we make money. First, subscription fees. Second, commissions. And of course, at the end of the day, we're a banking platform. What does that mean? That means you come to us, you open a bank account. We give you a debit card. And every time you swipe your debit card somewhere, we get a small percentage, a small fee uh, called interchange fee. And as a digital bank, yes, and as a digital bank, there's there's so many other revenue avenues that we have. But again, our goal is to uh, be fee free for our customers or have the least fee possible for our customers for our users. And then the last way we make money is what we are calling sponsoring fees. That means, Professor, you have one million in your account and you are willing to give loans to people in the DC area, people who have mm. collateral, 
and that can you know place their collateral as their asset as collateral for the, those loans. And then you want to advertise that loan in the DC area. We sponsor that for you. We do that advertisement for you in that area through our platform. That's our fourth revenue avenue. So it, it sounds good. It's it's a great, and this will be my last question on this. And because I, I want to segue, uh, we're getting close to the time, but it, it's a platform business from, from what I'm understanding. And you mentioned that with the collateral, how do you, how are you going to make, so you're looking to help individuals who do not have credit history. And it, it sounds like they may not have, it, okay, I'll say it this way. You may have more individuals on the platform without collateral than those with collateral. And then you may have individuals, like you gave the example of a million dollars, someone that wants to come in, because this sounds like a, a great way to make money, but they may not want to risk they, they, you know, they want to lend money, but low risk. So they may want to focus only on individuals with collateral. So how, how, how do you really prevent kind of the, it, it goes into the haves and the have nots. So now you'll have a group of people getting loans, but only the ones with collateral and with a lot of money to lend. And then the ones with no collateral aren't able to get loans, or it goes back to what we were saying. They pay high interest rates. Yeah. So three points that I can address through this question. The mm. first one, who are we serving? The second sure. one, uh, the matter of high interest rates. Mm. And probably the third one, uh, primarily those two questions, if I get okay. your questions very well. And the easiest way to answer this question is to think about the last time you gave a loan to someone. Have you ever given a loan to someone, Professor? Yes, I've signed a note before. Got you. Have you ever received a loan from someone, a friend, a family member, anyone? Oh, you, I mean, do you mean, have I borrowed money from someone? Someone, yep. Not a substantial amount, not a substantial amount. Okay. No. What I'm, the point I'm making here is all of us at one point in our life whether we are high income or low income, middle income, high level professional or entry level professional, we get involved in that, um, not that business, but that need of giving a loan to a friend or family member or receiving a loan from a friend or family member. It happens all the time. Right. And the market, the, the data is saying that there are about 300 billion of loans that are issued from friends and family, friends and families to their loved ones every year. Mm. Those are not necessarily low-income people. Those are not necessarily uh, only high-income people. Those are not necessarily entry-level professionals or whatsoever. That's anyone and everyone. Mm. So who is our market? It's not necessarily the low-income person that doesn't have a collateral. It's not necessarily only the high-income people who have a lot of collateral. But it's anyone. Anyone can use the platform. Mm. This is this platform is even better used within the friends and family circle. You want to give a loan to your friend, which is next door, instead of giving that loan to him, and you don't know he or she is gonna pay you back, you can do it through our platform. At least, at least here, there are chances we can help him or her with our reimbursement features so she or he can pay you back easily. 
in case she doesn't pay you back, we, we take care of the collection for you. Or you can even request her to pledge your collateral, making your loan safe. It's not mm -hmm. only for low-income people. It's not only for high-income people. It's for everyone to use. That's the very first question. And then the second one, which is the interest rate matter. Every state has laws about how much interest rate you can charge on loans in that state. Mm -hmm. And through our platform, everything is already optimized. You can't go beyond that limit. So if you want to charge 100% interest rate, that's not going to work through our platform. The platform won't allow you to do so. Mm -hmm. So that's how we are able to make sure everyone has, uh, gets a, a, a great experience through the platform. No high fees, no high interest rates, but everyone can use it. Everyone, low income, high income, every single one person can use it. Okay, that's great. Oh, we got uh, <laughs> we got underdog crypto is in the chat. Thank you. You say this very interesting real world conversation. My last question, I, I, and before we round up, because I want to be respectful of your time. Many of my students they wonder about fundraising. And you're doing, you're, you know, looking investors and can you tell us about that? How much you're looking to raise and just, just about that, that process. Yes. So we are currently raising at this very time, 5 million, and we are raising it in two rounds, two successive rounds. Uh, the first round of 1 million, uh, which is ending in uh, March 15. Uh, on March 15. So on March 15, we will close the first round. And the second round will start exactly on March 16, uh, the second round of uh, 4 million. For that second round, we'll be running a crowdfunding campaign. So everyone out there interested in joining our firm as investor and, you know, uh, contributing to serve the market the way we want to serve it, can join that campaign and contribute to that uh, fundraising. And that will start after March uh, 16. And the, at this time, for this first round, it's, we are open to all angel investors, venture capital firms, and high-income individuals, which are usually angel uh, investors. Uh, so for that, this first round of 1 million, which we are closing on March 15, is mostly for angel investors, VCs, high-income individuals. Uh, and that's basically because of uh, capital raising laws. We can take money from anyone just like that, right? However, for the second round, we are going the crowdfunding round um, uh, way. And so everyone, every single person can contribute and join our firm uh, so we can make this great impact that we want to make in the market. So with that, that first round, so you've been traveling, speaking to a lot of people and really giving a lot of presentations and, and uh, is that it? If you could just talk a little bit about it, just paint a picture of that, because I want the students to hear about this. Because oh, you hear about fundraising, and you may think that many times it just sounds like the money is just kind of just flying to you, you know. So if you could just touch on that. Okay, so how the, the fundraising goes, uh, the first one, you have to clearly, um, you have to clearly plan your business. That means uh, you have to know what you are building, what problem you are solving, what solution are you, are you uh, bringing to market to solve that problem? What sets you apart? What's your competitive advantage? And have a clear roadmap for your product. And when you have that clear um, 
when you have that clear picture, you build what we call uh, uh, investor deck, where you, 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 you kind of summarize that clear picture on that deck, uh, which you can share with investors who are interested in investing in your company. And you also build what you can call a pitch deck, which is kind of a very summarized, less wordy uh, picture and all the good things oriented, which you will use to do presentations to investors wherever you go. And with those two materials, that's what you usually use to, to raise. Sometimes you also build a teaser, which you can send to anyone who uh, says, hey, what are you doing? You can send it to that person, no matter who the person is. You don't have to have the person sign an MDA before reading the teaser. Sometimes before sending more material to the person, you may want the person to sign an NDA. Most investors don't uh, like to sign NDAs anyways. So those are the first materials you have to build. And of course, in the back end, you have a pretty good financial model that clearly defines what you are doing, how you are doing, uh, what are the financial protections. You have uh, probably not a, a business plan. That's how you build the the, the, the decks, the investor decks, the pitch decks. So with those materials, you go out there, you have to find, you have to know what type of investor you are looking for, where to find them. There are various ways to find those investors. Happy to get in those various ways in another conversation. And then you find those investors and then, you know, you reach out to them, set up a schedule, uh, a time to meet with them. Some will say yes, some will say no. But some, to the other people who say no, I usually say that's, that means new opportunity. No new opportunity. You move to the next one. That's all. And then you move to the next one and you keep doing your presentations. And little by little, you'll get the, the traction. People will be interested. Investors will be interested. Uh, usually when they're interested, they will sign what we call a term sheet which is, well, I'm interested in investing this much in, in your company. And by the time you close this round, I will send you the check. That's what a term sheet is. And so you have them sign those term sheets for the, the one who are interested. And by the time you close the round, which they know, they will all send you the check. So it, it's a long process. It's very, it's an interesting process. It's a challenging process, but, uh, when you hit the no, is this a new opportunity? You move to the next one. See, thank you for sharing that because, like I said, many of my students, you 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 hear that it's just the money is just kind of flying to you, and you hear, but you know, there's work behind it, right? There's a great work behind. I can actually share this experience with you. When I was doing the presentation to uh, an angel last time, he was so excited. And we had a second conversation and third conversation, and you know that was very conclusive. And then I was doing a presentation to another angel. He was literally almost sleeping while I was doing the presentation. <laughs> should I be mad or what should I do? But that's just the, the the reality. And you know, you roll off the punches, you you go with the punches, and you know, you move to the next one, and that's the great one. That is awesome. That is awesome. That is a great story. And you sharing those experiences. I want to be uh, respectful of your time because we're a little bit over. If you could tell everyone, you know, where could they find out more about Maoni, about you, where you want them to contact, if they want to, I guess, invest, learn more about investing, um, if you could share that. Of course. The easiest way to reach out is to go to millenext.com, M-I-L-L-E, 
N-E-X-T.com. That's the, the, the website of our umbrella company. You go there, all the contact information are there, and anyone can reach out for investment purposes and much more. For even, you know, just grabbing coffee and having more conversation, I'm always down for that. So millenext.com, M-I-L-L-E, next, N-E-X-T.com, millenext.com. All the contact information is there. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And thank you. We got underdog. We've got a couple of people here already. I appreciate you for uh, watching and those on the replay. Uh, until next time. Thank you very much, Professor. Thank you.